Good morning, church. I trust you're all well at home. Some of you might be in bed still. Some of you might be in the TV lounge. And some of you might have prayed that you one day can go to church in your pajamas. And there you are in your home. And here I am in my lounge preaching to us. So good morning, and I trust this all is well. I would like to encourage us with a, a song. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to just read some verses. I did send it to us on a WhatsApp during the week, and this is how it goes. This is just to encourage us to keep our eyes fixed on, on Jesus. I do not know what lies ahead, the way I cannot see. Yet one stands near to be my guide. He'll show the way to me. I know who holds the future, and he'll guide me with his hand. But God, things don't just happen. Everything by him is planned. So as I face tomorrow with his problems, large and small, I'll trust the God of miracles and give to him my all. So as we go through this lockdown, let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Let him be our encouragement, our strength, our wisdom, our guidance. Let him be all to us. Please turn with me now to Psalm 3. I'm going to be preaching from Psalm 3. So if you could turn with me to Psalm 3. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 to 8. And it is a psalm that I have preached on before. But I'd like to refresh us. I'd like to strengthen us. And I'd like for us to, to leave um, our rooms wherever we're watching this sermon with confidence to pray to God. Psalm 3, starting at verse 1. O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Let's pray. Father, thank you that I can be here this morning in my lounge as I preach to Robertson Reformed Community Church. As I preach to your people, your sheep, please give me the strength and wisdom now to preach faithfully, but stir them up to listen wherever they are in their home. May they listen and hear what your word has to say to them. So, Father, please be merciful, be gracious to us all. Please watch over my voice now. Watch over my my mouth, my tongue, Holy Spirit, give me the strength to be bold and courageous. Help us all, Father, to be strong and courageous. Help us all, after we've heard your word, put our confidence in you, God, and pray to you. Help me, Father. Please, your scripture is there to build us up, to make us strong and courageous. It's there to encourage us, to comfort us. It's there to give us hope so that we can endure our race, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So, Father, please be merciful to me now. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my sermon is 
confidence in God to pray. And, and the question is that I want to address to all of us is, what is our confidence in God to pray like? What is it like this morning when you woke up? What is your confidence in God to pray? We know that this world has been turned upside down. We know that, that South Africa has been turned upside down. We know that, that, that the coronavirus has, has, has caused us to be locked in. And, and, it's, and it's put a lot of strain on us. A lot of things have turned upside down here in South Africa. But will we continue to put our confidence in God to pray? Will our confidence be in our Heavenly Father? Will we cry out to Him to give us wisdom, to give us strength, to, to help us to remain faithful and not be swayed about what is going on around us? And, and a lot of things are going to go on around us that is going to cause us to sway. But will we? Will we, will we not think that God is not in control? Will we think that God is sovereign and He is in complete control of everything? That He has not lost control of this world? But will we have confidence in God? At the beginning of each day and at the end of each day. Because our confidence is either going to be in God alone or it's going to be in something else. Maybe it's in our bank balance. Maybe it's in our status, who we are, professor, doctor, lawyer. Maybe it's in our possessions, in our education, in our smartness, in our knowledge or in our job title. But will your confidence be in God? A beautiful psalm. If you could turn with me there to Psalm 73. Just a few, just one, one verse. Psalm 73 verse 25 reads, Whom have I in heaven but you? That is God. And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. If your desire is in God, and that's who you desire, your confidence will be in Him to pray. But if it's in something else, you are going to waver. And if we don't have confidence in God, we're not going to cry to God. That is the obvious. I remember um, the World Cup rugby. I think of the year 2008-18 going into 2019. Not many people had confidence in the Springbok team. And the reason they didn't have confidence in the Springbok team is because they were not winning. And when a team doesn't win and you don't have confidence in a team, you don't go to the stadiums. You don't, you don't trust them and you don't go. It's, 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 it's obvious. That's why confidence is so important. The definition, confidence is a belief that someone is good enough to trust. And our God is good enough to trust. And that who our confidence should be in. It should be in our God to put confidence in Him and pray to Him. Because in Him dwells goodness and in Him dwells truth, justice. So will we? This psalm is so beautiful because it's going to help us to put our confidence in God to pray. And on the other side, we've got Satan who's going to do everything to undermine our confidence. He's going to come and distract our minds. He's going to try and... Take away that confidence that we're supposed to have in God. 
Lloyd-Jones said, mind is man's highest gift and therefore the devil concentrates his attack upon the minds of men. Satan's going to do everything to wipe away that confidence. He's going to destroy our confidence. But if we're in the scriptures daily, we will be able to have self-control as we cultivate the fruits of the spirit, as we, as we read the scriptures. The, the God and the Holy Spirit will give us the strength to have confidence in God our Father. And our confidence will not be in something worldly. It will be in God, who is far better, far greater, and far wiser than anything else out there. But the bottom line is, no confidence in God, no prayer. And that's what I want to do. I want us to look at the psalm. Because here we come to a real situation. We come to the life of David. He's the author of the psalm. He is running from his son Absalom. Absalom wants him dead. He has stirred up the Israelites to turn against his father. He wants to dethrone his father. And he has stole the hearts of the men of Israel. You can read about that in 2 Samuel 15, 6. And now they've marched against David in Jerusalem, forcing him to flee. There is a crisis in David's life. His heart has been crushed. His own son is rebelling against him. And you can read all about that in 2 Samuel chapter 15 and 16. But what does David do? In spite of what's going on around him, in spite of the crisis, he runs to God and puts his confidence in God to pray. He cries out to God. He knows scripture because, turn with me to Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14 says this. It's another beautiful verse. Proverbs 14 verse 26. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. David feared God. David revered God. David loved God. That's why he had confidence in God. If we fear God, if we revere God, if we hallow our Father's name every morning, we will have confidence in God to pray. So let's look at two things from the psalm this morning. Let's look at two things from Psalm 3 verses 1 to 8. And let's, let's be encouraged to, to have confidence in God to pray. Maybe you don't have any confidence in God to pray. So maybe you will be encouraged a little bit now to turn to God with confidence to pray. Maybe you do have confidence and you're struggling. Again, I pray that you'll be encouraged, that you will grow and mature in your confidence to pray to God. And if you are someone that has confidence in God to pray, well, may you continue to endure that confidence to pray to God. So here are, are two things. And the, and the first thing to encourage us to have confidence in God to pray is quite simple. God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. There it is in verse 4. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy Heal. God answers prayer. He hears our prayers. 
That's why David could have confidence in God because he knew every time he cried out to God, God would hear his prayers. But the question we should ask ourselves, where did that confidence come from? Where did David's confidence come from? Did, it, did, it just, did he just wake up one morning and have that confidence? Did God just drop it out the sky and put it in his heart? No, David learned confidence. Just like Paul back in chapter 4 of Philippians, he learned contentment. He, he trusted God when he went through sufferings, when he went through struggles, having nothing and having plenty. He learned contentment. And so did David learn confidence. As he prayed to God and God answered his prayers, so his confidence grew to go to God in prayer. And that's the same thing with us. If we are not in prayer, there's no ways we now can have confidence in God through this crisis, through this difficult, painful time of uncertainty we're going through. But we too can learn confidence if we just start trusting God with small prayers. Take your prayers to God and He will hear them. God is not going to just... He can supernaturally take our problems away. But God wants us to go to the Scriptures and to trust Him, putting our faith into practice, applying what we hear, becoming doers of God's Word, not just mere hearers who delude ourselves. Let us take up, let us be encouraged by verse 4. I cried aloud to the Lord, and He answered me from His holy hill. That's the reason why we can have confidence in God. That's the reason why we can pray because God hears our prayers. How amazing is that? Our God is living. Our God is alive and He hears our prayers. And David knew this. And David trusted God. But do we believe that our God hears our prayers? Do we believe that God takes notice of our prayers? How do we know God hears our prayers? Well, again, brothers and sisters, again, we just have to go to Scripture. We just have to open up God's Word and, and turn with me to Exodus chapter 2. There was a time when the Israelites were oppressed by the Egyptians. They spent many years under different kings who oppressed them, who made them suffer. And this is how David learned confidence as well. This is how David knew he could put confidence in praying to God. Because this is what happens. This is what Scripture tells us. And this is how we know that God hears our prayers. Because He has written it and He has put it in Scriptures. Exodus 2. Look towards the middle of verse 23. And the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel. And God knew. We too can have confidence in God to pray. 
because he knows what's going on in our hearts he knows what's going on in our homes he knows what's going on in this country in this community robertson community he knows what's going on in the world but how are we doing at praying to him trusting him having confidence in him that he hears our prayers therefore brothers and sisters therefore whatever hardship that you're going through now whatever hardship you're in me as well god knows and god sees our crying out to him in confidence he will hear us because he's faithful to his word if you turn with me to to 1 timothy 1 timothy chapter 2 we are beautifully reminded there of a faithful mediator we serve 2 timothy sorry 1 timothy chapter 2 starting at verse 5 for there is one god and there is one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus there it is we have a faithful mediator we are in a covenant relationship a new covenant relationship with God with Jesus and he hears our prayers because of our covenant relationship because he has died to forgive us because we are united with him and when we are united with him when we go down in prayer he go down, he goes down with us and we can trust him we can put our confidence in our faithful mediator because he hears us because we are in a covenant relationship with him and knowing this should encourage us to have confidence in god to pray so again just one more reminder verse 4 i cried aloud to the lord and he answered me from his holy hill god heard david's prayers god hears our prayers and he answers them but yeah we know that god answered David's prayer from his holy hill, from Jerusalem, from the temple, the Holy of Holies, where God's presence was. It's amazing that that same place where God answered David's prayer is the same place where Absalom is trying to kill David. The same place where Absalom is, is, is turning the Israelites on David listen to verse 1 Lord how many are my foes many are rising against me many are saying of my soul there is no salvation for him in God and yes salvation refers to there is going to be no physical deliverance they are taunting David they are mocking David they are saying David there is no no salvation for you in God he is not gonna rescue he's not gonna deliver you and it's quite ironic like I said that there on the hill the holy hill where God answers David's prayers is the same holy hill where he is taunted and mocked what are they trying to do they are trying to break his confidence to trust God they're insulting him. They're mocking him. They ridicule him. They are humiliating David so that they can break his confidence in God to pray. 
The same thing happened to our Lord Jesus Christ. Also on that holy hill in Jerusalem. They got hold of Jesus and they mocked him. The Israelites mocked him. They ridiculed him. They scoffed at him. They blindfolded him and said, Prophesy, who is hitting you? Look, he, you saved others. Now let's see if you can save yourself. What are they doing? They're also trying to break his confidence in doing his father's will. And Jesus did one thing, which we should all do. He kept his eyes fixed on the God and Father. He kept his eyes fixed on his Father. And he, and he trusted his Father. And he put his confidence in his Father as he cried out to his Father. And we should do the same. I don't know what's going on in your life at this present moment. I don't know what the coronavirus is doing to your heart spiritually. The anxieties, the fears. You don't know what's going on in my heart and my life. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's families that, that are unsaved and they're ridiculing you and they're saying, well, where's your God? He's a God of love and look what he's doing to the world. He's brought this virus, this flu into the world and people are dying. Well, your God, he can't be a God of love. Maybe you've been humiliated by someone in the family and they've emotionally crippled you. But do what Jesus did and do what David did. They fixed their eyes on God and they put their confidence in God to pray. Because when we are down and we are out, what do we do? Like I said, we be like David. In spite of what's going on in his life, his faith in God never wavered. He always turns to God with confidence. And so can we turn to God and pray. All the props are going to be knocked down from underneath us. But we need to be like David. Listen to verse 6 of Psalm 34. Turn with me to Psalm 34 as I read verse 6. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. David doesn't know if he's going to live or die. We know that because we have the scriptures before us. We know the outcome. David does not know the outcome. We don't know the outcome of this coronavirus. But will we turn to God? Will we be poor in spirit, contrite and broken and cry out to God? Because He will hear us and He will save us from our troubles. It doesn't mean He's going to deliver us from the physical, but He will deliver us from the spiritual. And if we die because of this coronavirus, we go to be with God. He delivers us into His arms where He loves us. God knows our hearts. He sees our hearts. And He's seen if we are putting our confidence in Him to pray. And we can. We can. God should be a shield to us when crises come our way, when troubles come our way, hardships, suffering, pain. Look at verse 3 of Psalm 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. See, when we go to God and put our confidence in God to pray, He becomes our shield. 
He is a shield about us. What does a shield do when you're in battle for the Israelites? Well, it protects you from firing arrows. It protects you from throwing the, 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 the army or the enemy throwing spears at you. A shield protects you. It, it fights off those, those um, weapons that come our way. And David turns to God. He's in a crisis. He turns to God and he allows God to be his shield in desperate moments. Will we allow God to be our shield in desperate moments? Will we allow God to be our shield? Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. I'll read from Ephesians chapter 6. Looking at verse 16. This is what Paul writes. Verse 16 of Ephesians chapter 6. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Are we prepared to do that? Are we prepared in all circumstances, especially the circumstance we find ourselves in today, locked down in our homes, not able to go to work, not able to do the things we do, Will we take up the shield of faith? Will we take up this word, God's word, and let it be a shield to, to, to extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one? Like I said, Satan is going to come our way. People are going to mock us. People are going to taunt us. They're going to try so dart into our minds. And when our minds become weak and doubt creeps into our minds, will we put our confidence in God to pray? Will we allow God to be that shield to protect us, especially our minds? We're supposed to be in the scriptures daily, renewing our minds daily. So when the darts come our way, when people throw these fiery darts, when Satan throws these fiery darts, we can put up scripture and say, as it is written, as it is written, just like the Lord Jesus Christ did in the wilderness. He didn't sit back and say, Father, please just send these fiery darts down. Please wipe out Satan. Please do this. No, he took up the responsibility. He went to the scriptures. He got to know the scriptures. He was responsible to take up his shield and fight the good fight. He was responsible to know the scriptures. He was truly man and truly God, and he needed to know the sacred scriptures. And so do we. Are we willing to, to spend time locked down? We have all the time. We have quiet time. We, can, we should read the scriptures. We should saturate our minds with the scriptures to know what God's good will and purpose is. Someone said, when we get down and depressed, our heads droop and we are literally down cost but God will lift our heads and fill us again with renewed courage and strength God will do that if we go to scripture and we put our confidence in him to pray God will be the lifter of our heads he will be our glory 
But we need to go to the scriptures because there God has spoken to us. God uses words to minister to us. When you go to the doctor and you're not well, he invites you into his room and you sit down and he asks you what is wrong with you and you tell him what is wrong with you. And after he's done a diagnostic test or he's come up with a diagnosis, he then uses words to tell you what's wrong with you. He writes on a prescription, the medicine, he uses words. That's why we can go to God and have confidence in God to pray and have confidence in the scriptures. Because there too, God uses words. He talks to us. He encourages us. He strengthens us. And in return, we talk back to Him. We share our fears and anxieties with God. But when we don't do that, when we turn our back on God, and there's a lot of time when, when things don't go away, we kind of say, God, you can sit there in a corner and leave me alone. You're not good enough. You're not, you're not strong enough. You're not wise enough. Just leave me alone. And that's when we kind of lean on our own understanding and we become wise in our own eyes. And what do we do? We do harm to our bodies. We become more anxious. Because all we're saying to God, you can't help me. You're not good enough. But no, brothers and sisters, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us turn to God and put our confidence in God. Why can we do this? Because He hears us. I'm not going to go on to our second thing. I'm going to stop here. And, and I pray that this first thing that we've looked at in Psalm 3, to have confidence in God to pray. He hears us. Will we be like David? Will we have confidence to pray? Will we have confidence in God to pray like David? We can. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Turn with me now to Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to read verses 14 to the end of chapter 4. I'm going to close with this. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Listen to verse 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. I repeat, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The same grace that saves us is the same grace that will comfort us, will strengthen us, will sanctify us and will give us hope to keep our eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith. To have confidence, to draw near to the throne of grace. And our confidence is not in us. Our confidence is in what Christ Jesus accomplished on that cross for us. There he died to forgive our sins. There on that same holy hill where God answered David's prayers. There Jesus died to hear our prayers. Well, he didn't quite die on the holy hill. He died outside of Jerusalem. But there... On the cross, we have a perfect high priest. There was a perfect sacrifice for us to have confidence in God to pray. Therefore, will we, 
with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, especially the times that we are living in now. Let's pray. Father, thank you that the psalm is such a, a beautiful reminder for us to turn to you, for us to, to put our confidence in you, that you can be a shield about us, that you, can, that, that you can hear our prayers and that you can answer our prayers and give us wisdom and strength to persevere. But Father, please forgive us for what most times we don't do this. At most times we don't turn to the throne of grace with confidence and put our confidence in you to pray. A lot of the times we lean on our own understanding and we try to be wise in our own eyes and we try and, and, we try and just work these things out in the flesh. But help us, Father. Please help us, forgive us, be merciful to us. Have mercy upon us, Father, as we go through this difficult time, this painful time. But help us, give us the wisdom to fix our eyes on Jesus and put our confidence in, in Him to pray. He is our faithful mediator. He hears our prayers. He wants to help us. Father, please, help us to be encouraged by Psalm 3 to do what David did how he put his confidence in you to pray. Help us, Father, because salvation belongs to you, Father. You will rescue us. You will deliver us from our struggles and our troubles. Help us, Father. Please help us to put confidence in you to pray. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.